If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV on Alivations Friday. Lucy Goosey edition of the program. Good to be with you. Great to be with you. Hope you're well. Hope you're doing great. I'm Jeff. That is Tom. Director Matthew is here for the proceedings and directing the operation as well. We've got an announcement for you and we'll get to it here in mere seconds. Uh, just to get you get you caught up, we 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 had already talked about this before, but now we have actual uh, ways in which you can uh, uh, scratch your itch. You can go and do what you want to do, which is sign up for uh, the Jeff Cameron Show War Chant Invitational, which is going to kick ass. We're going to have a great time. And uh, look at this. What do we got here? We got uh, we got actual news. There it is. We're scrolling back up. You can see the register now part there. That's the news. That's the news. But first, let's get to the particulars, okay? The particulars are that this event is taking place on the 15th of April. And uh, Tom is working his magic right now, I see. Uh, 8.30 a.m. Capital City Country Club, benefiting Second Harvest of the Big Ben. Looking forward to that. It's going to be great. And uh, now you can get signed up. So if you scroll down, you'll see the... Uh, event create there and all that. You scroll down and uh, we'll be able to show you. Oh, oh, look at that. Right there in your right-hand corner. Register now. You can read all of that stuff. And then even down at the bottom, you can do it again. You'll see. Oh, well, I didn't see that one, Jeff. Look at this. Oh, register now right here. I would invite you to uh, to go here. Eventcreate.com slash E slash JCS Golf. Maybe just take a picture of the screen. That way you can you know, copy and paste, and you're good to go. There you go. Eventcreate.com slash E slash JCS Golf. There's no real easy way to do that, is there, Tom? Like, I would think, I mean, there is. I mean, you could type all that in. I just wish that we could go JCS Golf. There you go. Register right there. But you can't do that. Got to go. You got to go to this other thing. We'd have to empty the uh, JCS war chest for uh, <laughs> URLs, <laughs> all $2 of it. Yeah. yeah. 
So there we are, uh, eventcreate.com slash e slash JCS Golf to get registered. Do it now. This is going to happen really, really fast. Uh, it's going to fill up, I would think, by next week, middle of next week, maybe by Monday. I don't know. So if you're, if you're inclined to want to play, participate, have some fun, benefit our friends at the Second Harvest, then get signed up as quickly as possible. If you're 21 and up, free beer and seltzer products for all throughout the entire tournament. It's, it's 580 for a group of four. You are um, yeah, you're getting a great deal because there's a breakfast. Uh, there's going to be a quick grab-and-go breakfast plus the banquet after at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. So you're taking care of food and beverage-wise, and we mean beverage-wise, all day long. Yeah, our friends at Tri-Eagle came through huge, and uh, they are providing all of the beer. And as Tom said, for those of you that need seltzers, um, you got that too. So there you go. You're all set. You got it. And there's a lot of it, and that'll be good. Plus, uh, man, it's always just fun. It's laid back. And I made sure, and this is another reason that I wanted you to sign up quickly, because uh, – we're not doing that thing where there's 75,000 people on the tee box waiting to tee off, you know, 8, 12 group. Come on, no. Come on, let's go. Let's keep it moving here, baby. Keep it moving. So, well, I mean, probably a total of 24 teams? At most. At yeah. most. 21 to 24 is what we're shooting for. Uh, and there will be, for those that are going to ask, I know this question is going to come up. All right. For single registrants, right now we're taking groups of four only. There yeah. will be at least one team of individual registrants. I, if you need... An individual place, you can email me, tom at warchant.com. But when you run a golf tournament, this is one of the horror stories I've heard from others who have done so. Two over here, one over there, three yeah, players over yeah. here. So we're trying to keep it to groups of four, but we will have at least one singles team available. But we're not going through that mess. That is just that's tough. So we appreciate your support, everybody, and, and so does the second harvest of the Big Bend. Absolutely. We do. It'll be good. Uh what was your favorite part of the Jared Verse interview? I mean, I think he's an outstanding young man. I think he per his career, just talking with him, listening to him, seeing his focus, his mentality, getting to know him ever so slightly. And then, of course, the numbers are the numbers, and he's put in the work. No, he'll not be Jermaine Johnson in year one. But I think Florida State got a really good one here and a kid that makes the room better, and he's – I think a team is 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 I think potentially obviously he's gonna be a big time player here before it's all said and done. Um but I, I think everything I can tell is the work ethic. If you guys missed that interview, we ran it last hour. It's on Warchant TV. You can go find it on YouTube there and watch it for yourself when the show concludes. Um but yeah, it's and I posted it earlier today on my Twitter feed at Jay Cameron Show, so you, you can find it. I think the best part about that interview is the consistency of what we saw when he met the media the first day and then this more laid back interview with you is you know, there's usually a lag time that occurs mm -hmm. in, in these types of StreamYard or, or whatever it is, Zoom teams type settings. And he's quick. That is a quick brain in his head. And that's what I like so much is he's got the athletic ability, sure, but you hear about the process and how diligent his family was in picking the right place, the right fit for him, and obviously he has the final say. But all the steps they took, how logical that process was. Then he chooses Florida State. And then clearly he has the athletic ability if he garners you know, offers from as many Power 5 schools as he did, big-time Power 5 schools. Mm -hmm. But he has the brain to go along with it. I just His intelligence level is what stands out to me because as soon as you are either 
leaving him with a question or an opening with humor or a straightforward question, he was ready to answer it and prepared. That tells me that that's somebody who in the meeting room is going to do everything he possibly can to get better, and he has the athletic gifts to go along with it. So my expectations are higher after seeing time after time. This is a smart young man on top of the fact that he's a gifted football player. He described the process before arriving here as a bit overwhelming. And now I think you can see a sense of freedom and um, peace of mind because, of course, the decision was made and he's had the opportunity to work with his teammates, get to know them and the coaches, and settle in. Um, It's always hard when you have to go through something like that. I mean, it's funny, you read the stories leading up to his decision to come here or even going back when he's coming out of high school. He was a tight end coming out of high school. He was slightly undersized to play big-time college football. And most people out there listening who played high school football like myself and others, we can relate to that. Now, we can't relate to him putting on 50 pounds since then and and getting as big as he has. But, you know, the process of working your butt off to just give yourself a chance to maybe go play somewhere, he goes from that to playing here. Like, I can't imagine going from playing at Albany or – and again, I, I, I was never the player he was, but it's like I, I had all these small offers to play in these little tiny schools. And I can't imagine, like, and I went away for only one year, but like going to Etsu and the next thing I know, hearing from Ohio State, like, that'd be crazy. Like, that's a whirlwind transformation and a lot of pressure. And all of a sudden, opportunities, doors open for you in a way you've never had before. And now he put into work to get that. And he, uh, there's some great stuff out there about him working out, his dad going and buying weights and setting them up in the garage and then putting in the work, right? Which is fantastic. But, you know, he's doing all of that. And then he, you know, it's coupled with a growth spurt, right? And so all of that happens. And now he has this opportunity. But the fact that he took the time to go through and talk to all of those coaches who attempted to gain his services, right? Like the respect that has shown those coaches at all those universities to take a day, as he described, when he had finally made a decision to call each and every one of those guys personally. You know, all of those defensive line coaches that he met with or spoke with on the phone, had any sort of interaction with, he called to say, hey, thank you so much for your interest in me. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure to get to know you. It's been a pleasure to hear what you guys had to offer. It's come time for me to make a decision. Here's where I'm going to go. Sorry, I have to discontinue our conversations because I've made a decision. Man, that speaks volumes. It really does. I I think that's – obviously there's a lot of respect there, which I always appreciate, but it also just shows that his head's on right and that he's – you know. so the work ethic is there, he's smart, and he's well-adjusted. That bodes well, man. Bodes well. So I hope if you haven't heard the interview, yeah, it's a shameless promotion here, but I thought it was a good interview because of him. Because of him. I, I just I think you should go listen to it. He's uh, we're always wanting to know that we got good players, and then it's a bonus if that good player is one of your hardest workers and the most focused and well adjusted. Like that's an ideal set of circumstances. Over the years, when you looked at guys, you know, listen. If you think about the best players that Florida State's had in the last 10, 15 years, we go back to that 2013 team, 2014 team uh, that went undefeated in the regular season, even though they were frustrating. You know, you, you, could, you could look at guys like LaMarcus Joyner, who were just tireless leaders, workout warriors, dedicated to all of it, to getting better on a daily basis, to elevating the room, to forcing the guy. And there were, and, and obviously, I'm, I'm naming one guy. That team had several guys like that. You want those kinds of guys. He strikes me as that kind of guy. So 
I took that away. Jermaine Johnson was that a year ago. And I'm not saying he's going to be Jermaine Johnson, but how weird was it to have Jermaine Johnson come in as a grad transfer? Excuse me. Yeah, it's a grad transfer. And, 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 and to come in here and, and play one year and lead the way that he did. So let me ask you this. Because you had the extended interaction off the record with Jermaine Johnson last year ahead of coaching in the spring game, uh, the one that Andy Staples cheated in, what, how would you compare these two interactions? And, and of course, everybody is different. Everybody's different. And, and yeah. Jermaine Johnson was unbelievably gifted, and if Georgia had it to do over again, they might have kept him, even oh, as loaded they, as they were. They probably would have. I don't think they could have. I think they, they probably miscalculated what he was capable of. Right. Yeah. But how would you compare the demeanor of these two young men? Well, you know, Jermaine's real quiet. When you talk to Jermaine Johnson, he's he's quiet, but you can see he's thinking, he's stoic, he's focused, he's committed, he's all of those things. But he was, you know, what was interesting about Jermaine was that I could tell that he had gone through a roller coaster ride leading to his time here at FSU. Because if you, you know, everybody knows about his background. And I don't, so, you know, like the junior college, everything, right? In the middle of nowhere, Kansas. Right, right. So... I got a sense early on talking with him that he was no nonsense, and that's why he vibed with Norvell. Now that is something Jared Verse said in the interview today, and he said before, previous to the, the interview today, that he wanted he likes coaches that don't tell him what he wants to hear, but what he needs to hear. He wants to be coached hard. He talked about Coach Norvell telling him, "I'm not always going to be a guy that you want to be around. I'm not always going to be somebody that you want to hear from because I'm not always going to tell you how good you are. I'm going to tell you about the work you got to do." And the example he gave right off the bat about how already during the tour of duty, Coach Norvell came up to him because he did a, a rep sloppy, poor technique. You're going to have to do better than that, man. You're going to have to do better than that, and he loved it. He loved it. Tell me what I need to do. Tell me what I did wrong, and let's get back to work. In that way, they're very similar. Jermaine Johnson was focused, dedicated, and didn't want to hear what he, you know, coaches thought he, you know, wanted to hear, but rather what he needed to hear. And he also knew this was an opportunity. The difference is that obviously Jared Verse has three years to play if he wants. Jermaine knew this was it. He had to get down to business if he was going to change his fortunes, make it to the NFL, improve draft stock. But he also was asked by Coach Norvell to be a leader, that the team had a dearth of leadership, and that, hey, I'm not just bringing you in because, yes, you can help us get better and we need you, uh, but also I need, I need you to lead. I need you to show these kids how to put in the work, how to prepare day-to-day. Uh, how to hit the practice field re- ready to improve. And, 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 and so he did that. I think Verse is going to be the same way. Like, I, that guy is – he got a taste of what it means to, to get better and see your fortunes change. And part of what he was looking for when he was looking at teams – and think about it, LSU, Michigan, Southern Cal, Miami, Florida, the list goes on and on and on. He was looking at a situation where he could he, – he, he and the coach connected – they challenged him to get better. They showed him how they were going to make him better. But he then in turn said, well, I want to make the team better, and I also want to start one place, and by the time I'm done, be at a completely different place, both personally but also to see this team much further along. So that just speaks to leadership. I, I think it's, uh, there's a selflessness to both is, is one thing I'd say. The One is more gregarious from what I could tell. Uh, Jared strikes me as kind of a fun-loving guy to be around. Focused serious when he needs to be, but kind of a fun guy to talk to. Uh, Jermaine was just real quiet. 
and wow on the practice field oh. it'll be interesting to see the demeanor on the practice field but you, you told stories earlier this year about practice squad players going against Jermaine oh, and um, no. merciless would be a term yeah, well, you know, I mean, that sucks. I mean, that's if you're a practice squad guy, you gotta, you know, you gotta wear it. Sometimes you're just not good enough, obviously, but you're out there, and I've got nothing but respect for you. But, golly, that's not, that's not fun. I mean, you know, imagine that moment. You're like, oh, my rep is against Jermaine Johnson. He's gonna go in the first round. I'm a practice squad guy. Hmm. This ain't gonna go well. Hell, you could be a second team tackle for us last year. You could have been a starting tackle for us last year. And you got your head th- kicked in. I mean. You saw our tackles. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. <laughs> Daniel Berger leading the way at the Honda. Clear three shots, I might add. Back-to-back 65s for Daniel Berger to start at the Honda Classic. Florida State's own Daniel Berger leading the way. That is good news there, followed closely by Chris Kirk. Most of you don't know who the hell that is, Uh, and I don't blame you. But uh, not exactly a star-studded top 10 uh, for the weekend, it doesn't appear, although Joaquin Neiman is playing pretty well right now, so we'll see if he charges up the leaderboard, and obviously he's on a heater these days. Extremely likable fellow, too. I like him, yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Huh? (laughs) Yeah, he's tiny, by the way. I I stood next to him and watched him, and he's just like a beanpole. He's just so skinny. But he can hit it out there, man. He gets it out there. For his pound-for-pound, Trey was telling me before we ever walked up on him to see him hit, he was like, pound-for-pound, this guy hits it further than anybody. It's insane. Uh, He's like a buck 20. But he he can hit. He can hit. It's like watching Will Zalatoris and those guys. You know, it's just they create that torque. They can turn. They're skinny as all hell. Yeah, Will Zalatoris would get lost behind a flagpole. I know. It's nuts. There's a Gary Woodland sighting today, everybody. Hey, he's in the top 15. It's a miracle. Well, he was there for five minutes at WM, but he's going to make the weekend this time around. There you go. Um, so yeah, let's we'll check on Brooks and the rest. Uh, Brooks Kepka is on the course as we speak, but he is uh, well off the lead at minus one, and his uh, compatriot here at Florida State is uh, nine shots ahead of him. That'll lead at him. That'll lead at him. <laughs> that, that should. Uh, also, I think we've got uh, two or three other Knowles in this event. At least one other Knoll, but uh, we'll have to check on the. I noticed that Hank's been playing a lot. Leviota. Hank had a, uh, uh, by the way, Chase Kepka is not going to be around for the weekend. Brooks' brother is at plus three. But uh, Hank had a nice run last year and is a super nice guy. I've had the good fortune of interviewing him on multiple occasions. He's joined the show Beyond the Tips with me and Trey Jones, his old golf coach at Florida State, uh, a couple times. And uh, he's an interesting player because he's a guy that, in some ways, because of uh, the, the the program's successes over the last several years, kind of gets lost in the mix. He was a good player here, but he wasn't the, the kind of caliber player of a Daniel Berger, obviously, or even like John Pack or anybody like that. So 
you kind of forget about him. And then last year he had the runner-up finishes, and he was right there with a chance to win on tour. He's kind of transformed his game quite a bit and become much more consistent. So I root for Hank because he's a good guy. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the tour is a meritocracy. So the thing about it is that uh, if, if you like having um, guys have to earn it, and they'll make a great living if they can, but it's a lot easier said than done. And it takes one year for you to be bad on tour, and all of a sudden you're shut out. And if it goes much longer than a year, you're uh, competing on the corn ferry. And if you can't get wins there, you're at a pro shop. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's just hard to it's do. It's a lovely place, the pro shop. Yeah, no, it's great. Wouldn't uh, buy much of anything. It's just a, it's a tough thing, though. You know, all of a sudden you're like, if you're, you know, I mean, think about guys like, uh, I don't know, Bill Haas and, and guys like that that have had little runs where you're like, oh, look at Bill Haas. And then all of a sudden you're like, look at Bill Haas. I mean, it it, it can happen. <laughs> what makes you laugh about my Bill Haas? Bill Haas is <laughs> the perfect, you know. Yeah. He's the everyman, even though there's the Haas family. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's like, yeah, rich in golf, yeah. Right, right. Like, oh, it's Bill Haas. Yeah. Okay. By oh, the way. Stephen Baldwin. It's, oh, okay. It's not going to break your heart to find out that it would appear, it would appear, we'll see, the projected cut line, Tom, is plus one. Guess who's at plus two? Ah, Richard Fowler, the third. That's correct. <laughs> Steady missing cuts. The Prince of Puma. It's in his backyard. Come on, man. You need a strong finish. I don't think he's going to get there. That bear he's, trap will get you. He's late in the round. Uh, Ian Poulter doesn't look like he's going to make it either, uh, amongst others. But uh, I told you the story There was in conjunction with the Honda years ago. It was Ricky Fowler, Andy Roddick, and Jack Nicholas talking about the charity tennis tournament that they do also. Right. And... The question was asked to the panel, do you treat majors or Grand Slams differently? And Andy said, of course I do. Ricky said, no, no, it's just another golf tournament. And Jack goes, no, no, well, Ricky, no, no, it's not just another golf tournament. And I thought, oh, no. Ooh, you've been chastised in the middle of You're an You're doing Jack a favor publicly. for charity, and he's yeah. going to sun you. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a toughie. That's not a good sign. Also, Jack's like, your mindset's all wrong. That's, yeah, seems like it is. Would you want to hear Tom Brady in a broadcast? There's a no. major shakeup right now in the world of broadcasting for the upcoming NFL season, and it's all over the place. It looks like Al Michaels and Joe Buck are going to pair with Aikman for ESPN. There's all of this going on now. This is nuts. And then in addition to that, Sean Payton is looking to fill in the analyst vacancy left by Troy Aikman for Fox. Brady is expected to be in very high demand and is currently for an NFL broadcasting role. Here is the number one thing. Whenever these guys come up for broadcasting roles, and this is another thing that pisses me off about Phil Mickelson with the golf, he would have been great because if you're great, if you're an incredible, your resume is elite, then you have the bones, you have the chops to say whatever you want to say about a guy making a mistake or a poor decision or a poor swing, and nobody can really come back at you when you say to Phil Mickelson, right? Well, now you can say that he's a traitor to his country. So that's tough. He'll never get that job. But in this situation, you, you, you know Tom Brady wouldn't be critical. Or maybe I've got it wrong. No, maybe I've got it wrong. He's just He doesn't have the cadence for it. I think if he worked on it, he'd be pretty good, though. He is charismatic enough that if they got him in there and I— I think he might be better in a studio than than uh, on a sideline or, you know, the 50-yard line in the press box. Like, I mean, even think about it. Drew Brees is too hyper. Like, he's—there's just—there's not a— 
Well, he's, there's nothing that like I, Tony they, Romo was not half the quarterback that the previous two I just mentioned are, but he's got whatever that is. Like I think Russell Wilson oh, would be it, better than those two that you just mentioned, Breeze or Brady, because Russell Wilson can fake and be anybody that, that you need him to fake and be. I will say this about Tony Romo: he went from being a guy with incredible insight that we all couldn't wait to hear to obnoxious and boring and not on point at all half the time. What happened? I don't know. Well, I don't know if he's mailed it in or what happened. That crew doesn't believe in silence at any point. That's a problem there. Never like, Tony will keep going. But he also was clearly told that the excitement when he would you know, get amped up in a moment, more of that. Clearly he was told that because I think he's manufactured some of it as well. What we like about quarterbacks, um, and, and it's been this way for a very long time, when they first step off the field, if you get them in the booth, the, they, the verbiage and the playbooks are instant recall uh, areas for them. So, you know, that first two, three, four years that you're out of the league, either as a former coach like John Gruden was, or in the case of Tony Romo as a quarterback, when you get guys that are fresh off the field, and it's not always just quarterbacks. Um, obviously, uh, Olsen has been great. You know, there have been a lot of, there are guys that, and actually, he's awesome. Um, these guys that come off the field, because there's a freshness and a knowledge of what the concepts are and what the playbook is, and they can make it easily digest digestible and really interesting. And they and they call out plays before they happen. One of the best ever at it was Matt Millen, our guy. Oh, he was awesome for. He a long, still does long it for Big time. Ten Network, and he's yeah. lost his fastball. But you know what? He's it's good, not bad. He's a three or four starter. He's still a major leaguer. That broke my heart. That damn documentary on him when he was on the yeah, cusp of death. Man. Absolutely man, needing the heart. But hey, here he is. He's still here. Still out here doing football but games. But he's like the dad next door. You're like, oh, Mr. Millen, yeah. how are you? A little crazy. Doing, yeah, right, Humbled, right. But like, you don't hit the hot button issue about the lawnmower. Like, you don't take his lawnmower. Oh, I'm not, I think he's probably still strong enough to beat our ass. I'm not messing with him. He's huge, as we saw up close and personal. Doing okay, Jeffrey. Did uh, a thousand steps today. We're getting back there. Good oh, job, Mr. So, Millen. Sounds good, Mr. Millen. I'm going to be on my way. Have a good one. Okay. You're hurrying the you conversation. You boys take care. You're afraid it's going to take a right turn into crazy ultra-right conservative nonsense. You know it's going to happen the second. You, you know, like, okay, any second now he's going to talk about how much. Yeah, here we go. Chef Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Updated ACC standings as we head into the weekend to get a feel for who's going to make the tournament out of this group. Uh, Duke is 14-3 and in the ACC in first place. Five-game win streak. They're 9 in K-Palm, 12 in the net. Notre Dame a game back. What a season for Notre Dame. They've been really bipolar, if you will, uh, the last couple of years, right? They've, they're here, they're way up there, then they're way down there, and then they're back up here. 13-4. and four. I'm exhausted. <laughs> 13 and 4 uh, is Notre Dame a game back. Uh, and uh, 6 and 3 on the road. They've played well. And they're 58 in Ken, uh, in, in Ken Palm and, and 56 in the net. And then there's Miami at 12 and 5, and they can't sniff the top 60. It's nuts. 12 and 5 in the ACC. That's how bad the league is this year, or how, how bad it's perceived. A couple of losses to us doesn't help them. Nope. Yeah, they, they had to love us falling off a cliff. 
We're going to be in the bad losses category if they're on the bubble. Horrible losses is what it would be now. North Carolina's 12 and 5. Uh, they too, they've got, at least they're in the top 45, uh, 41 in both Ken Palm and Net. It's all starting to even out, but uh, the way it looks from here is you've seen some really ugly losses. Virginia's now 11 and 7. That's the opponent for tomorrow. Virginia Tech is 9 and 8 in the ACC. They're still well thought of in the net, but you got, I, you know, in terms of the bids for this league, ooh, I. Uh, Three? You think it's three? I mean, still some stuff to play out here, but it's not good. So that's something that probably is worth revisiting. I remember it was a broadcast early in the year, and I forget who the um, play-by-play and the color analyst were, but they were both discussing how you know there might only be three or four teams in the ACC. I laughed at it at the time. Yeah. I brought that to the air. I was wrong. No, that, that that's correct. You might need, I think they said upwards of 14 conference wins to make the NCAA tournament, and they're right. That's exactly what's happened. The ACC's perception in December has not changed as we're on the precipice of March. It's a weak league this year, and that's how they see it, and that's how it's going to be picked. Yeah, you know, when you look at that, uh, so for example, the ACC tournament in hopes of stealing a bid to the NCAA tournament, you're, you're going to need teams to make a, like a real run. Virginia's going to have to do that. Current net ranking of 80th for Virginia, the Cavs have to win four games in Brooklyn to have a realistic chance of making the dance. Lenardi currently has them as a next four out today's bracketology. FSU, obviously, will be a win for them, but they've got to find a way. And by the way, we'll see if Caleb Mills is still unavailable. I I'm really um, I'm frustrated. I just want to point that out. I sense an ellipses in the air. Mm-hmm. I'm frustrated, very frustrated. Uh, so, bottom line is the weekend sets up poorly if you are into ACC basketball. You get a decent game, Virginia Tech at Miami. Miami would be wise to win that. Five other matchups involving the top six against the bottom nine. So you don't have great games, Clemson and BC and all that good stuff. Uh, I'm not going to take any action. Big Daddy Jay is leaving this alone. Clemson-BC game is only significant if Boston College wins. Yeah, nothing. We got really nothing here, man. Looks like, by the way, FSU would be dropping to 10th place after the F. It looks like we're dropping to 10th. Golly, Tom. It's just incredible how it seems like the conference has been leaning on us to be one of the flag carriers in this particular sport, their favorite sport that we were outsiders for. It's just bizarre. You're around long enough, I guess, in a conference and things like this happen, but they always loathed us because we took away the shine of basketball in the ACC. We carried them to the place they are with the revenue they got. You're welcome. And now when we're not good at basketball, they're like, oh, man, Florida State's bringing the league down this year. Kind of annoying. Yeah, kind of annoying indeed, but... More annoying is uh, not their perception of us, but our frustration given the consistency of this program and then the injuries. You know that that to me is is the saddest thing. And I don't know. Um, I, I I hate having to go into Selection Sunday here. It's a couple weeks, less than a couple weeks away. I'm I'm so excited. I always love Selection. Well, it is a couple weeks away, right? I love Selection Sunday. Uh, ordinarily, I love it. Ordinarily, ordinarily, yeah. I love it because we're finding out where we're playing and what our seat is. Uh, I don't. <laughs> it's funny how in football, if we're bad and we have been, you still watch all the games, you still watch the big matchups, you still want to see 
who wins the conference championships, who's going to what bowl, all that stuff. College basketball, I care about, will watch, am going to watch the tournament. But Selection Sunday? Mm. Oh, agreed. Not one second of Selection Sunday for me. Un- unless Nary a one, unless there's Nary one, one magical week in Brooklyn, and at that point I'm saying, all right. Oh, so which what. day are we playing the play-in game? Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Because <laughs> we wouldn't be given a an automatic seat at the 64. Yeah, um, Tom. Just so you know, before we exit today and, and all that good stuff and head into the weekend, Aaron Rodgers is going to inform the Packers of his decision very soon. Oh, okay. Well, I can't. I thought of you on my drive in. Yeah. I just wanted you to know that was the breaking news. Aaron Rodgers will soon come to a conclusion as to whether or not he will play football, play for the Packers if he does play football. It's all out there. We're going to find out very soon. So I know you've been anxiously awaiting this moment. It's nearly upon us. So somewhere around Pier 18 in New York or whatever pier it is, there is a, a meeting being convened in which everybody has to assemble physically in the studio. Mike Greenberg is patching in from the Hamptons to tell everybody about this is the lead on Monday. Guys, we need to create urgency about the Aaron Rodgers development here. This is news. (laughs) So you better be ready on Monday. You better bring it. I'll be helicoptering in on Monday from the Hamptons. I'll talk to you then. Florida State baseball, you mentioned it earlier as we set the stage for the weekend specific to Knowles Sports. It is Florida State baseball in a matchup that is easy, one would think. Uh, Early season schedule stuff for me, I tend to, uh, Tom, worry less about the the results of the games, although you want to win them, obviously, Uh, but, but instead rather how they play. Uh, Obviously, you had the midweek loss this week to Jacksonville, and uh, you scored two runs and struck out a ton. That was eerily reminiscent of what was so difficult to watch a year ago, especially coming off a series against James Madison in which you swept and dominated and obviously pitched exceptionally well, picked up the baseball, didn't run the bases well, but uh, put the bat to the ball. Now now you go into this series against Samford, 6 o'clock tonight, with your outlandish outfits, you oh, may be very well that's be right. there celebrating. This is a two-for-one. I was in a, a golf tournament where you had to dress floral, mm. and this was the second one that came with it. Nicely so. done. Yeah, you got to put it to use. 6 o'clock tonight over there against Samford at Hauser, 2 p.m. Uh, on Saturday and then the Sunday nooner. Make sure you get over there, catch the new padding, and see if this team can uh, bat the ball this weekend. I'll bat read, the ball. It helps. It really does. I feel like I'm, I'm at not, home more. I conceded that it helps and the crazy thing is i should know that more than uh, most because when the mets moved from shea stadium to city field city field looks like it belongs in cooperstown just a larger double day field because there was nothing blue and orange about it which i know people around here would be happy about in general but it it looked like we were like leasing a spot to play home <laughs> games rather than this was our home ballpark and then once they changed the fences to blue and some of the paint on the on the scaffolding to blue it was like, oh, thank okay. you. Okay, this you. looks like a home ballpark. Right. Well, should have known that with the green outfield walls at Hauser, that that would have made a difference, and it did. You know how quickly we are uh, on the verge of playing Cal, man. March fourth, fifth, and sixth. It's nearly upon us. February is about to be gone. Here we go. I'm excited about that series, and then we get into it. I mean, you have that game against Florida Gulf Coast, but right after that, you got a series up in Winston Salem against Wake Forest, traditionally pretty good team. And then we're off and running because it's Florida in the middle of March. Yeah, it's um, next weekend's crazy because a week from today we'll be over at the football stadium for yes. the beginning of spring practice. They yes. do the coaches' availabilities. 
So we'll be on with updates from that that afternoon. And then Saturday is scheduled to be that first day of practice. So you've got yeah. basketball at noon, which who knew that the final home game of the season at the this, you know TLC Double C would be the lower end of the it's the small font on the concert uh, poster. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you got that at noon, then you got practice, and you got baseball too. So while practice is going on, we probably have to catch the end of the Cal game. It's like that big outdoor festival with the lineup of the bands and the basketball game is Big Brother opening for three oh, yeah. the other bands. Right. Just so you know. And only you and I know who Big Brother is. It was kid, kid, but yeah. Oh, was it? I was trying to be nice, maybe. I was going to directly call out, <laughs> but you are. We'll come back and wrap it up momentarily. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. <laughs> Tom, tell everybody how to go and get registered for the golf tournament. And uh, I'm going to remind them as well that they got to do it now. Like today. Today. Or you're screwed. Today. I want my money today. The phone cord wrapping around the neck is the best. It's just. (laughs) F that T. (laughs) It's uh, up on the lower third for WarChant TV viewers. Event. There it is. Create.com slash E slash E. JCS Golf. It'll be all over our social media in 10 minutes. So uh, Jeff's Twitter feed, yep. War Chance Facebook page. Mm-hmm. There'll be a thread for it in the message boards. You will be able to find that link if you don't feel like writing down your driving on the road event. What now? Yep. It'll be on our social media feeds in 10 minutes. Eventcreate.com slash EJCS Golf Tournament, April the 15th, Capital City Country Club, Second Harvest. Got a bit of fit. Uh, we have an update, David, uh, on the chat. Thank you. We double-checked it. You're right. 2 o'clock on that Saturday. It was changed earlier this week, or this Saturday, right? Yeah, from noon, which I believe 2 o'clock is also the first pitch for the Cal baseball game. Like, what? I don't know what we're doing here. That must be the network's asking. But uh, I looked, uh, I think it was late last week or Monday of this week, and I saw it was noon. I said, good, we can stack the day along here. There are just several events that we need to get to. That complicates matters. But well, yeah. If you're doing triage, uh, it doesn't complicate matters, you know, at the Civic Center. You just won't be there. <laughs> that's, that's me. I won't be there. Uh, I hope they they play wonderfully and and garner a win. It would be good. Um, give it a quick update before I give picks. Uh, nope, that's Daniel Berger still in the lead by three, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go, Knowles. You don't have your mic by up. three. Uh, yeah, I was just talking oh, about Matthew. Okay, yeah. Instruction for the final eight minutes of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by three is the answer. By, by, yeah, by three. That is true. And it is time for what we normally do here, which is make picks, probables, when baseball happens, is what it'll be. And Big Daddy. Of course. North Fourth Payroll Services locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. You know what you can do, Tom? I thought about this yesterday when we had this happen. 
uh, because we're not going to play the Russian national anthem, even though it was always tongue in cheek and, and for fun. But as the Soviets, that's where they want to be again. Yeah, yeah. So we're not doing that. Uh, so I need you to do what we would do when it's probables, which we can use. I mean, September, we can use summer winds. We can use, I mean, no, you can't use summer winds, but we had three or four. Unfortunately, remember, I mean, we'd have to kick people. We'd have to just end the feed early. If we're going to be doing that with the music, we're just going to have to end the feed and then the people won't get it. Oh, we screw them. Because then the bots, you know, but I can give you the probables, bet it. We got used to it. A little, little funky. Yeah, go ahead and do that, I guess. All right. Uh, I can cut it. I don't like it. That's how we have to end the shot. Yeah, I don't like it. Woo! That's how it happens. Just like that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I'm looking at a few. Uh, it is uh, not. I mean, it, we're not loaded with picks here this weekend. This is not great. I uh, I thought about actually looking at your boys at Iona with the uh, the Greek hater. Canisius is. Uh, <laughs> You always do this. I do it intentionally. Emperor Canisius. Yeah. Canisius <laughs> is getting 15 and a half. Is Iona going to stomp Canisius by 15 and a half? Oh, that's a. It doesn't matter because you don't get a bid from winning the regular season. So that that's a big spread. I'd I say like, wait, wait for the tournament. Wait for the MAC tournament. I like the 15 and a half that I'm getting there. I'm leaning in that direction. Yeah, take the 15 and a half. They, they don't need to care right now. All they need to do is win in Albany or wherever the hell the uh, the MAC tournament's going to be. I'm also leaning a little bit towards Penn State minus a point and a half against Northwestern. Get you some of that. Have some others. Been a grand week. It's been a successful week. I need it to stay that way, but I don't have a lot of plays for tonight, that's for sure. Okay, so I got something for you tomorrow. Mm. Let's see if you even knew that this was happening. Do you I know what's don't. going on in yeah, hockey tomorrow? The, yeah, our lightning, outdoors, baby. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so take them on the money line in Nashville tomorrow. They all care to be there. This is their first one. They really want to play well. Obviously, you always do it in an outdoor game, but this is the first taste they've ever had of it, and uh, it sounds like that they're amped up. They're ready to go, and that's a really good hockey team if they're ant so Take them on the money. You didn't line. know that I knew about that, buddy. Come on. Well, they haven't exactly promoted it very well in the National Hockey League level. I did want to uh, point something else out here really quickly that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, Nevada Sportsbooks won nearly fifty million from an all-time monthly state record handle of one point one one billion, according to figures that were released today by the state's gaming control board. The one point one one Billion dollar handle topped the previous record uh, of just below 1.1 billion, and uh, all of this has come despite increasing competition from more states legalizing sports. Now, this is where it gets interesting. So, New York 1.69 billion, nice with the handle. New Jersey 1.35 billion. You think Americans like to bet? Oh my goodness, New Jersey's already been overtaken by New York. Unbelievable. Well, Nevada's been overtaken by both Jersey and New York. It's a first. Nevada, 1.1, as I mentioned. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, they are betting their ass off in Pennsylvania. Those Quakers. $793.7 million. And then finally, they love to get it on in Michigan. $532.7 million. So that's... Uh, that's impressive. What are we waiting on, Florida? Let's go. Well, that's going to happen, man. Um, We're in session right now. Make it happen. Speed it up. It's funny because they, the unfortunately, uh, the Seminole Tribe overplayed their hand uh, early on here. And, and then 
well, I don't want to get into this, but, but the governor screwed up too. And there's a lot of stuff there. And at the end of the day, what you want is that competition. You want others to be able to come in, paramutuals, and you want to be able to, you know, and I, that's going to happen. Because you're not going to sit around and continue to lose out on billions of dollars. You're damn right. But that app was so functional. It was smooth. It was the smoothest. I think even with the I options, you, yeah, even with the options, you might use that app. I still have it. <laughs> you I never re- deleted it. I never deleted it. I won't get rid of it. I love it. Every time I look at it, I, I almost get teary eyed. It bothers me. I think, just so you know, I'm about to venture in before we sign off. I'm going to, uh, I think, start delving in. And and Tom, you'll have to. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll. I don't know if we'll add this to the list at the end of shows, but I think I'm going to get into some of the UFC stuff. Oh, not really? watching, not not oh, watching, just geez. making money off of. Hey, look, man, I don't watch the preseason games. I bet on. I feel like you watch Baltimore Ravens preseason football. No, I don't. I would. I just go collect my money. I don't watch them. I know I'm going to win money, and that's where I go. That's what I do. I'm just. There's a lot that it, it seems like easy pickings. Now anybody can get got, as they say. Anybody can get caught. I get all of that, but. I have been, well, because it's me, I have been looking lately at percentages and some things, and I'm like, man, there's some easy money over there. I just wonder what the next thing is when you get bored with gambling. Because you've moved from, you're like the aliens at Independence Day. You've moved from planet to planet, sport to sport. You're like, all right, this is the best. And then you move on to another one after you've used up all those resources and gotten all of the uh, the bad beats and the good wins out of the way. I don't think I'm ever going to leave gambling. It's like um, at the end of uh, River Runs Through It, I tell my brother I'm never leaving Montana. I'm never going to leave gambling. I love it. I just love it. It never gets old. I'm always excited to do it. One last night, woke up early this morning, looked at that phone, went, all right, that's what we do. I'll know. Listen, one of the fun things to do is uh, you can go to a putting green around town and then bet on people putting. You don't even see them beforehand. You just get there and you're like, all right. Oh, you and me sitting at a table? Yeah, yeah. Who's going to win? Like five a putt? Yeah, Just hanging out? All right. Now don't don't lose it for me. The guy doesn't even know, or the gal doesn't even know. <laughs> and then they hear everybody, yeah, right? Yeah. Guffaw in the back. Oh! I'm not saying that. Just might that might have happened. <laughs> that before. might have happened recently. Oh, that's funny. I'll never bet on slappies to make it from anything. You'll always bet a miss. Always bet a miss. You'll you'll be able to pick up on my vibe pretty quickly. Anybody outside of four feet at at a practice putting green that's just proven them. I mean, I I'm going to assume they're slappies, like me. But what if they're dressed really well and you haven't seen them play? Are you more apt to say they're going to make it? Will, will the clothing fool you? Yeah, and here's another prejudice I might have built in. Are they lean or are they fat? Lean, well-dressed, they're going to make it. Good work out of you. Thanks, Mac, uh, Matthew. Thank you to Jared Verse. Thanks to all of you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good old. We'll talk to you on Monday.